No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Not every goodbye is pleasant. Sometimes separations are full of anger and pain. Such was the case with Jacob and Laban. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis with Chapter 31 on Simply the Bible. Uncle Laban's attitude towards Jacob had changed from being favorable to being jealous. And God told Jacob to go back to the land of his family. But rather than telling Laban that he was leaving, Jacob stole away while Laban was shearing his sheep. We pick it up in Genesis 31, 22. And Laban was told on the third day that Jacob had fled. Then he took his brethren with him and pursued him for seven days' journey, and he overtook him in the mountains of Gilead. From Haran to the mountains of Gilead is about... 300 miles. So Laban was really moving to cover this in seven days. He was in hot pursuit. But God had come to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said to him, Be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good nor bad. As Laban came to the end of the seventh day, he probably spotted Jacob's tents and saved the heated confrontation for the next morning. But that night, God warned him in a dream to be careful what he said to Jacob. In the book of Job, we read, In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. God could get the attention of even a headstrong man like Laban to protect his own. Verse 25, so Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountains and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mountains of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, what have you done that you have stolen away unknown to me and carried away my daughters like captives taken with the sword? Why did you flee away secretly and steal away from me and not tell me? For I might have sent you away with joy and songs with timbrel and harp, and you did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Now you have done foolishly in so doing. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good nor bad. And now you have surely gone because you greatly long for your father's house. But why did you steal my God's? No doubt, Laban had been rehearsing what he was going to say when he met Jacob. And you know how it builds when you have something against someone. God had told him to be careful, but Laban could not help but confront Jacob with his list of grievances. The first was that Jacob had stolen away without telling him. This was a legitimate complaint. But Laban's argument that he would have sent Jacob away with joy and songs and kissed his sons and daughters was a sham. His sons had been slandering Jacob, and Laban himself viewed Jacob with an evil eye. All along, Laban had treated his own daughters like possessions and strangers. But it is common for those with evil hearts to pretend good intentions when their plots fail. In saying that it was in his power to harm Jacob, 
Laban revealed his true intentions. Probably because of pride and the desire to intimidate, Laban couldn't resist telling Jacob, the God of your father spoke to me last night. He wanted Jacob to know that he certainly would have done him harm. Uncle Laban was a bully. But the thing that was really eating Laban was that someone had stolen his gods. What a foolish man it is whose gods can be stolen. Couldn't his gods have resisted or discovered their invaders themselves? Blessed is the person whose god cannot be stolen. Matthew Henry writes, Enemies may steal our goods, but not our God. Verse 31, Then Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Perhaps you would take your daughters from me by force. With whomever you find your gods, do not let him live. In the presence of our brethren, identify what I have of yours and take it with you. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. In contrast to Laban's pretension was Jacob's honesty. He said, I left because I was afraid. That was the truth. And while Jacob shouldn't have stolen away, he had good cause to be fearful, for Laban had proven himself to be untrustworthy and self-serving. Jacob made a rash statement that whoever had Laban's gods should not live. He didn't know that his own wife, Rachel, had stolen them. Jacob could allow Laban to search everything and take anything belonging to him because his conscience was clear. Those who walk in integrity are not afraid to be searched. On the other hand, Rachel had put herself and others in an awful position by coveting and stealing her father's idols. Verse 33, And Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent and into the two maids' tents, but he did not find them. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols, put them in the camel's saddle, and sat on them. And Laban searched all about the tent, but did not find them. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my lord that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of women is with me. And he searched, but did not find the household idols. Laban began in Jacob's tent, no doubt suspecting him first, but then he went on to his daughter's tents and the tents of their handmaids. Rachel hid the idols in her saddlebag and lied to her father, saying that she couldn't get up because she was on her menstrual period. One sin surely leads to another. Then Jacob was angry and rebuked Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have so hotly pursued me? Although you have searched all my things, what part of your household things have you found? Set it here before my brethren and your brethren that they may judge between us both. These 20 years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried their young. And I have not eaten the rams of your flock. That which was torn by beasts I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it. You required it from my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was. In the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. Thus I have been in your house twenty years. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, 
and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages ten times. In his anger, Jacob rebuked Laban. Now that's always dangerous, for grievous words stir up anger and often make a bad situation even worse. It is most disturbing for one who is honest to be charged with dishonesty. But we must learn to bear these accusations with patience and commit ourselves to God. Jacob released a flood of 20 years of resentment against his uncle Laban. Jacob had been a good shepherd, caring for Laban's ewes so that they did not miscarry. And he refused to kill any animals for food, although it was within a shepherd's common right to do so. When a wild beast killed one of the animals, Jacob bore the loss himself, although it was not his fault. Laban also required Jacob to make personal restitution for anything that was stolen. So Jacob endured the drought of day and the frost of night to please his uncle. With all of his faithful service, Laban changed Jacob's wages ten times in six years to make sure that Jacob wasn't getting too much. Jacob continued, Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. The most beautiful part of Jacob's speech is that he acknowledges that it was the Lord who blessed and rewarded him despite Laban being a cruel taskmaster. And Laban answered and said to Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and this flock is my flock. All that you see is mine. What can I do this day to these my daughters or to their children whom they have borne? Contrary to what Laban said, Jacob had fairly earned all that he had, but it wasn't worth arguing the point. Laban continued, Now therefore, come, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Then Jacob said to his brethren, Gather stones, and they took stones and made a heap, and they ate there on the heap. Laban called it Jigar Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Galid. They each called this pile of stones heap of witness, but Laban named it in Aramaic and Jacob in Hebrew. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, its name was called Galid, also Mizpah, because he said, May the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent one from another. If you afflict my daughters, or if you take other wives besides my daughters, although no man is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Then Laban said to Jacob, Here is this heap, and here is this pillar, which I have placed between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, that I will not pass beyond this heap to you, and you will not pass beyond this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, and the God of their father judge between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. The idea for this heap of witness was that it would stand as a reminder that God was watching over each of them, so that if either one did evil, God would judge him. Mizpah means watch. 
It also served as a boundary that neither one would cross over to harm the other. Certainly, it was a strained agreement. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his brethren to eat bread, and they ate bread and stayed all night on the mountain. The peace offering always involved the worshiper eating a portion, and in doing this, they were including God in their covenant as well as seeking unity by eating together. And early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his sons and daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned to his place. Not every separation is easy, and not every farewell is a goodbye. But Laban and Jacob had done their best to set aside their grievances with each other and part in peace. Peace is such a precious jewel that we should always seek to obtain it, though it may be very expensive. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website, calvarytv.org. That website, once again, is calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. Now, you've probably heard the saying, out of the frying pan and into the fire. That's the situation in which Jacob found himself as he prepared to meet his brother Esau. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow, right here on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.